CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. All right, we did a caller just now, and then the app crashed. That was the worst. Yeah. That's our fault for not having backup. Oh, weren't we supposed to have backup? Yeah. All right, we're going to do green. We have backup now. We do? We don't have backup. Oh, this is the... How many times is this going to happen to us? Three and counting. It just crashed. I think I think listeners love the sound of despair in our voice when that happens. Do you think they love the sound of this wind? Yeah, no. <laughs> this, is a, this is also a feature of today's podcasts. It is rather, it is rather windy. Okay. Uh, so, Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores here for Top 8 Magic. We're doing our Magic 2015 set review, and we're talking about green. We're going wildly out of order. Uh, Ancient Silverback. This is a reprint for GG for an Ape 6-5 G Regenerate Ancient Silverback. Uh, is this card ever seen tournament play? What's its commonality? Silver Uncommon. commonality? Um, no. What, it's like mildly better than a Crawlworm? Yes. Slightly worse than a Primeval Titan or yeah, a little Solon, bit, little bit worse, Zendikar. Yeah. So, no. No, thank you, yeah. Ancient Silverback. Uh, back to Nature. This is a card that actually seemed to upset a lot of people uh, on social media the last couple days when the set was finally revealed. Uh, 1G instant destroy all enchantments. This card is insane. This card is really good right now, right? It's like super well positioned. Yeah, so it's better than Serene Grove. Is that the name of it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, isn't this a reprint? I don't know. That seems insane, though. Like, there's a lot of... This kills, like, Whip of Erebos and Corsair of Crufix, right? Well, I mean... All of them, all at once? Yeah, just imagine your opponent's playing, you know, a, I don't know, Constellation deck. It seems a little weird to, to put it... Yeah, Back to Nature was from uh, Magic 2011. Yeah? Yeah. I played a lot of Magic 2011. Limited, even. I mean, enchantments weren't as good then. But the thing that's crazy about this is... I mean, this is from a, a policy standpoint. I think green has got so many problems to begin with, like Lifebane Zombie. Yeah. And it's only thing that's really cool that you can do in Standard is, like, playing Eidolana Blossoms and... Yes. And Corsair Crufix. And now killing Eidolana Blossoms and Corsair Crufix. Like, it's actually awful. Like, like first of all, this card... What color is this card? Green. Except... Really, it's going to be black. Oh, because it's played in black-green? <laughs> it's played in the black-green deck. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Massioli a few weeks ago, and he actually almost won a pizza queue this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And job he, by him. he was talking about how, because he always plays mono-black in standard, and he's talking about how you can never beat a Corsair Crufix if it stays in play for, like, more than two turns, you yeah. know? And then, you know, Eidolon of Blossom just makes things worse, and it's hard to kill in champions. Even though they're guys, you know, like... They're kind of awkward to kill yeah. these guys sometimes. Yeah, like, well, why don't you just play the Abrupt Decay version? You know, you can you can kill their... Because, like, the thing that's dangerous about those decks is they can play with with the uh, Oblivion Ring. What's that? Blinding, blinding Light? Vanishing Light. Vanishing Light, the Oblivion Ring. Like, yeah, you can kill their Oblivion Ring, which is, like, their best card against you. You just play this. It's so powerful. Yeah, this card is just kind of insane. It will kill your own Underworld connections. Make sure you just play... Yeah, I mean, you're going you're gonna to obviously play accordingly, but... I think this might. This is just like hard, hard pressed to top this as the most impactful green card in the set. I mean, but it's just gonna be, it's gonna be played in like which is, blue white, right? Which is, right, like, which is just so weird because it's a card that has right because because of the Scrylands, because of the new Fetchlands, it's gonna be easy to just cram a green card into a deck. Isn't Prophetic Prism in standard as well? It is. Yeah. I mean, you can just like a a Kiora deck can play this. Right. Right. Like, wow, this card. Yeah. It's, it's kind of. Uh, like right now, just two cards in, I have this at the top of the green stack. In terms of just the impact, oh, it's really powerful. I mean, it, it might be like extirpate, where it's so powerful it just makes it so that nobody plays into it. Right? Do you remember where like just no one played the strategies that were bad against extirpate because extirpate was too good? Yeah. Just didn't play them, right? Uh, Carnivorous Moss Beast. This is a four-five for six mana and common. I'm just gonna skip it. It's big. It is big. And it gets bigger for seven mana. You can put a plus one, plus one counter. Speaking on. of big, there's Charging Rhino. Charging Rhino is a, a four-four reprint, uh, five mana. Can't be blocked by more than one creature. Not really a uh, a real card. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, court of Call Speaking of, Duty, of a real card. Yeah. Court, court of Call I mean, like... This is this is a big A deal. plus, right? Yeah. So it's only rare, so it yeah, only be like five bucks probably. X G G G. If you have never not seen this card, and if you haven't been paying attention to modern, so you it's know. a staple in modern. Yeah. It was it was a staple in Ravnica block when yeah. when it was legal the first time around. It played in Gazi Glare decks. Right. Do you remember the coolest play of all time with Court of Calling? Do you remember this? No. When I uh, I uh, was a uh, when I made my I won a PTQ with a. Uh, Gazi Glare deck that was like kind of ghost daddish Gazi Glare. Remember I had like yeah. it was a Gazi Glare with spirit side theme. Yeah. And uh I uh I I glared for Nico Ona. I'm sorry, yeah, I, I courted for Nico Ona with damage on the stack. Do you remember what Nico Ona is? No. Neither do I, but I remember I beat a ghost council in combat with it. <laughs> uh we look up Nico I, I just remember because I, I talked about it on the podcast. And then Seelus did what I said, and he won a PTQ the same weekend. Seelus, remember our our, uh, yeah. our podcast listener back from back then? I was like, oh yeah, I made I made this uh, Gazi Glare deck, and it has like elements of Ghost Dad. Even though I used to always make fun of Ghost Dad, Nico Ona is the name of the card. It's I I think N I K O. Oh, it makes sense. Well, maybe N I double K. Just try N-I-K-K. Yeah. Nico Ona. When Nico Ona comes into play, destroy target enchantment. Whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell, oh, you may return yeah, Nico Ona to owner's hand. Now. Yeah, so... Um, oh, I remember now. So, I corded it into play to kill... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the pillory of the sleepless? Yeah. Blocked his guy with, with his 4-4 with my 4-4. And then, like, shoaled to uh, oh. crush in combat and then return the Nico Ona to hand to kill his, like, next enchantment. I think that's what I did. It sounds about right. It's it. Yeah. You could imagine this being the best, right? Yeah. Card, card calling, obviously, just this card is, I think, going to be just a tremendous player in standard. Uh, you know, you can cord gods into play. Um, that's nice. I mean, it is nice. Uh, you know, there's, there's already a mono green devotion deck that's been running around kind of on the fringes of standard with uh, Nykthos trying to Nyx. I think that if Greed is going to be playable, so in the now lost podcast, one of the things that we talked about substantially was kind of the politic of playing Green and how it, how you would play Green in the face of all these lifebane zombies right. and control decks with sweeping cards. And I think that going kind of a combination of big and card advantage might be the way to go. So there's an, a new Armada Worm in this set. Uh, there's, what's the name of it? Gen Genesis Hydra. Genesis Hydra. Genesis Hydra. We're going to get to it in a few minutes. I actually think that the that guy who's like the 4-5 that that gives you an, a card for... Nessie in game one. Yeah, might, might be on theme for this. We're just, your guys, you just all, the, all these two-for-ones. Right, right, right. So, yes, you're at a disadvantage because of this existence of this awesome. Like, look at how crappy Witch Stalker is compared to to Lifebane Zombie. They're just right, not, right, not right. remotely comparable. These cards, right? right? Um, besides the fact that like Lifebane Zombie trades with Witch Stalker on the table if he feels right, like yeah, it, yeah. you know. Um, but if all your cards are two for ones, maybe you've got some some kind of crazy game, you know. Right. Uh, but I think Court of Calling could be part of that. If you had to rank Court of Calling versus Back to Nature, which one's going to be more impactful? I think Court of Calling because Back to Nature is a reactive card and people can just not play the strategies right. that Back to okay. Nature is good against. Uh, but I mean, I'm going to think of the deck that I'm, I'm proposing. It's likely that deck would play with Corsair of Crufix and Eidolon of Blossoms. Am I not getting smashed by Back to Nature already just playing these cards? It's, it's tough, man. This is a tough life. Yeah. Uh, but you get to draw a card. I mean, at least I don't have a boss. You know, and I don't have a boss. It's like all your enchantments are replacing themselves. Yeah, anyway. but you're losing all of them at once. Yeah, no, it's pretty brutal. It's just like insane. Yeah. Maybe they're just like, is there a green replenish? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, there's a green replenish. No problem. Uh, Elvish Mystic, obviously yeah. just one of the High stable play, green yeah. cards. Yep. Uh, Feral Incarnation. What's this? Is that a sweet picture? Uh, eight man. Um, I'm sorry. Eight and a green. Nine. So for a sorcery, token. put three, three, three green beast creature tokens onto into play. Sorcery though. Convoke. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Expensive. It's pretty hard to get this. Like, 
I mean, like you already have to have so much power in play for I mean, this to resolve. Let's say like, you faded invocation on turn four. Yeah, I faded invocation. I get two guys, right? right? And I have an elf. That's how I did it on turn four. On turn five, I have a land. And you two, can do it. And a land and elf. That's six, and then seven, eight. No, I can't. No, no, no. I still. And I've already set up with a faded invocation with acceleration. I can't even do it. If only they hadn't back to nature our course of crucifix. Uh, gather courage. Uh, I thought this card was going to be insane when the first time they printed it, and it turned out completely unplayable. Uh, G for an instant target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn, and it has convoke. No, thank you. Okay. Uh, I mean, what? It's just like a good giant growth that does. 50% less damage. Right, it's like a green cat. It's a green cat spell against like a, like a lightning strike or something like that. If they... Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But not when they lightning strike your 1-1. One, one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, Genesis Hydra. XGG. Rare. It's a zero, 0 When you cast Genesis Hydra, reveal the top X card to your library. You may put a non-land permanent card with converted mana cost X or less from among them onto the battlefield. Then shuffle the rest to your library. This is a serious card, right? So, Genesis Hydra enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. I don't like the fact that you can't get a land. Do you think it's too good if you just, like, Hydra for three? Probably. But then that's good, right? That's the... Like... Like, if you if you go if you go green, green, two, yeah. and you're like, look at the top two cards, and if there's a land in there, put it into play. Yeah. I don't see why that's abusive. They printed Lifebane Zombie. Right, right. Right, like, oh my god, I got a land, and I invested three or four mana into this stupid 1-1 one, one or 2-2. Two, two. Is that really right. unfair? Like, I, guess, what? I guess, you know what, I guess it's, it's this is one of the cards that was designed by a game designer. It was designed by the guy who did Plants vs. Zombies. Maybe he just, maybe he had some specific, you know, image for the card or idea really for the card. I really hope that, that this podcast doesn't disappear. Yeah, me too. to say that. Uh... I love this card. I think it's really interesting. I, I, I sent it to you on Twitter like two weeks I kinda, ago. I kind of want to play it with like Garrick Seven, like you know, like some kind of like ramp strategy where you're just making a ton of mana or Nick those thing, and then you're just like get this guy at a Garrick Seven. So do we just go a green strategy that's like all permanents except for Court of Calling? Sure. The only non-permanent. Yeah, you card. get this and Court of Calling in the same deck. You get a lot of a lot of uh, power. Alright. Courting a Nessie game game warden into play seems pretty sweet too. Yeah. You can't court this guy in though. You could. It would not be very good though. Yeah. Um, it would only cost you what? Yeah, I GG yeah, for the, I, the X portion. Yeah. I, I really like this card. This card's like probably my favorite card in the set. I don't know if it's the most impactful. I mean But I think it's gonna be like I think it makes a, a green deck very very much like what you're talking about. That idea of like this green, like two for one y kind of deck. Like possible. Cards Powerful cards start getting interesting around four mana. Yeah. You know, at four, you're only turning over two cards, and you have a high likelihood of whiffing. Right. That's a yeah. You need this. No, card no. To this be this big. this has to be this has to be played with something like Nekthos. Is the uh, what's or, the name? or with the or with the, new, or the, the new green guy that's, a, that's banned in Commander, the seven drop guy. Sylvan Primordial. Yeah, he's legal and standard, right? Is he? What what set was he in? Remember. No one games with him. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna tap seven for something, right? Well, you didn't need nine, but yeah. No, I'm just saying if you're gonna yeah. tap seven, that guy yeah. costs seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then this guy's a five-five, and he has a pretty high likelihood of hitting. I think, depending on your curve. Sure. Um, yeah. But you want to cast nine. I want. I want to ramp. I mean, I want to do big things with this card. I want to. I want to have Nixos trying to Nix. I want to have like. Uh, I want to have Nissa. Like, we'll I'm get tapping to four forests. Oh, that's... All right, so let's get to Nissa. Okay. Uh, Hornet Nest, uh, Defender, an O2 for two and a green to rare. Uh, whenever Hornet Nest is dealt damage, put that many 1-1 one, one green insect creature tokens with flying and death touch onto the battlefield. I mean, can you just ping this? You could ping this. It's an O2? Yes. It says, no, the Hornets make Death Touch? Yeah. If you're, you know, crazy, you know, Anger of the Gods, Hornet Nest deck, you could... I mean, I think that there's probably applications for this card. Like, right? Like, I kind of feel like if I'm capable of pinging it repeatedly, maybe I could just be pinging their guys, Sure, right? yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, you also just can trade this 
like, you know, you get to block a guy. And or you get a death touch? Get a, you get a bunch of death touches? You get touches? a bunch, bunch of death touch, yeah. Oh, maybe this is good against big monsters? Yeah. So, like, against the green deck we're proposing? Yeah. Like, they have a 7-7? Seven, seven, yeah. yeah. I mean, they can't... Well, you get, like, seven flying death touches? Yeah. Yeah, you it's, can't play green. But probably, like, even these crappy cards just crush your strategy. And you have to have a way to deal with it. That's not doesn't involve damaging it. Yeah, like maybe that unplayable black card that does neg three, neg three. Maybe say three. Yeah. Uh, Hornet Queen. So this card, I think, is. Do you feel like this card's going to see some play? I think that if big green decks are powerful, then that card is like insane. in the ju just Jun Monsters matchup. In like you can't blue Chronos this. I mean, you can dreadbore it though, right? Sure. But yeah, like, yeah. can you imagine dreadboring this? But God. That's a, if, that's a victory. What has happened in my life that this is now the thing that I'm doing? Uh, so, and also remember, there's still, like, you can also, like, do things like force situations with this. Like, you can, like, feed the pack or whatever. Time to feed. Yeah, you could fight with You could time to feed. Like, or Domery Raid, yeah. Uh, you'll lose the fight, but you'll get a bunch of tokens. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Hornet Queen... Um, so this is a reprint for GGG. This is a commander card, actually. Is Literally a commander card. Highly played in Legacy. Is it? I think it's played in Nick Nickfit, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this card in play. It's, it's the one that makes, like, little bees, right? Yeah, Flying Death Touch, and when it enters the battlefield... Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, of course. Put, uh, put four green insect tokens onto the battlefield. Also Flying in Death Touch. Yeah, I think that card might be powerful. Mana. I mean, I mean, I guess we could get it with a Genesis Hydra. I mean, once you're Genesis Hydraing for nine or so, you have a very high likelihood of hitting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hunt the Weak, 3G, Sorcery, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control, then that creature fights target creature you don't control. Pretty expensive. Pretty expensive. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a Conditional fan. removal. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's Ambush. This sounds promising. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt by non-green creatures this turn. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're fogging, it's, yeah, it will sometimes help you. This card's kind of interesting. Invasive species, two G for a three three green, so null mass stats. When invasive species enters the battlefield, another return another permanent you control to its owner's hand. So, kind of Restoration Angel-ish? Sort of. I mean, like, you're, you've got to bounce one of your... It's like Horned Kavu, right? Like, this... Well, the way I, where I see this card is actually, like, quarter coin. Like, your opponent targets your guy with a Banishing Light or, you know, does something to one of your, you know, key... You know, a card that you really want in play and you cord. This is like a one-of card you could hit. And then it enters the battlefield and then you bounce the target of the, the card instead. Even just the next card. What if you return that card? So, Colonian Twin Grove, 5G, Treefolk Warrior, Star Star. Its power and toughness are equal to the number of forests you control. When it enters the battlefield, put a green Treefolk Warrior creature token onto the battlefield with this creature. So, it's Stang. It's like Armada Worm. Yeah. This card's interesting. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the market for having a bunch of forests in play, right? The problem with these kind of cards is when you have, like, a bunch of Mutavolts and Nykthoses or whatever. Right, right. And it's, like, a 3-3. Three, three, right, right, pretty right, bad. right. But, uh, but if you're in the market for this kind of thing, it, it's a two-for-one. Right. And even if you're, like, we're, 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 like, the problem is always these cards with ramp, right? So, like, you're ramping this into play on turn four, you're still pretty happy. Right, it's not a static number, it's power. No, it gets this. bigger. Yeah, it gets bigger. So... Yeah, yeah, I, I like invasive species. I think that card might actually be maybe like play one in your main. That's deck what I'm saying. I think more, yeah. I think you're gonna with quarter calling. I would not be surprised to see people playing one of of this but, because there's the new Viridian Shaman, so I right. think that might be good together. Yeah. Uh, do you like you like Colonian Twin Twin Grove? I think if we're gonna go all in on these like 187 big spell, then yes, we probably play that card. Okay. Uh, life. Although I would actually. Just echo Billy Jensen's comment, which is that it's better to it's better to play a different deck than to not play a deck that has Mutavolt, right? So if your deck can't play Mutavolt, you should probably just play a different deck. Yeah, 
Billy Johnson said. Good. Uh, Life's Legacy. This was one of my pre- my pre- my one preview card. One G Sorcery is an additional cost to cast Life's Legacy. Sacrifice creature. Draw cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power. So this is like a a greater goodie kind of yeah. greater goodies is what it is. Um, one off. Like I was thinking about it, like a green red deck with harness by four harness by force harness by power. Harness by force. Harness by force. I mean, there was an, actually a deck, remember the, maybe about two years ago, a vampire deck that was like black-red with a lot of threatened effects? Yeah. And then like, um, like the different kind of vampires that could sacrifice yeah, things. Yeah. But then this, you know, is greater goody, like you said. I think it, it could be powerful. I think this, I think, I mean, I know, I know people are a little... It's like a weird two-card combo. You need to have your opponent have good things. Sure. I mean, you can also sacrifice your creatures, right? Like, uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Someone on Twitter was just talking about desecration demon. Your opponent's like, okay, I sacrifice a creature to keep your demon at bay. I sacrifice, you know, suddenly your demon is like a 7-7. Seven, seven, and you're like, well, I'll draw seven cards. I mean, provided you can get your hands on the demon, right? Sure. Well, no, this is your own demon, even, like in green black. Oh, oh, I I'm see. Saying, like, I, okay. You know, you could be just like, well, I'll sack it. Yeah, I don't think that this is going to really happen. I think that, 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 I think it's a playable card, but I don't think it's, I don't think yeah. it's what you just said is going right, to happen. Right. Um, Living Totem. 3G for a 2-3 plant elemental. Uh, when Living Totem enters the battlefield, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on another target creature. Okay. And then Convoke. So it's a little hunting Moa-ish. It's not like an instant or anything, is no, it? No, it's a creature. So you get to play it, you know. On turn four. Uh, still on turn four. <laughs> Naturalize. Weird also to see that in the same set with... They must have really been worried that Constellation was too good. Really? Did they not read the Constellation cards? <laughs> well, I think sometimes you get, like, a, a weird double down. Like, the cards get nerfed in development. Yeah. And the designers are already working on designing the new set. And they're like, well, we better... I don't know if development's going to fix that for us. I mean, they made, like, two playable Constellation cards. Like, it's not it's not an impressive yeah. strategy. Um, boy, John John's going to love this card. John Becker, Netcaster, Spider... 2G for a spider, 2-3 reach. Whenever it blocks a creature with flying, netcaster spider gets plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. So it trades up with flyers. It kills, like, restoration agents. And it eats a lightning strike by itself. Oh, all by itself. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. Um, okay. Nissa World Waker. This is, this is one of the cards I'm really excited to talk about, and I know a couple people online were pretty excited about. So it's a 5 mana planeswalker. Yes. Plus 3GG. Loyalty 3. Plus 1 loyalty. Target land you control becomes a 4-4 elemental creature with trample. It's still a land. End of sentence. Not until end of turn. Just, this is now, comes into play and you're like, this land is a 4-4. So, it might just like have a tapped land become a 4-4, which is kind of crappy. Sure. Because then it can't defend itself. But then it also has plus 1. Untap up to four target forests. Well, that's very interesting. So you get to play it, untap, and do something else. Sure. You know, I don't know what that is, but hopefully it's. But defending. you plus one was was just right. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and you're you're a four, and then it has its ultimate is minus seven. Search your library for any number of basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Those lands become four four elemental creatures. Elemental creatures. Only the new ones become. The, only the new ones. They're still lands. They're still going to be like, you know, six or seven. Did they come into play tapped. Put them onto the battlefield. No, they're just on the battlefield. But they are summoning six. They are summoning. Sick. If you gave them haste, this might be a real thing. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know. This isn't even a win. I'm like pretty frightened about those guys getting killed. Sure. <laughs> like, like you're one Mizium Mortars slash Supreme Verdict slash whatever away from right. not a very good situation. I mean the thing that's really exciting to me is just like having a redundant way to to like do some crazy ramp stuff. Well yeah, if you untap with Nissa in play, you can make a bazillion D mana. So like right. all assume of a sudden you your like Genesis one, guy is really yeah, good. Yeah, assume you have like one non bait you have like a Nithos and the rest are forests. Maybe you just play all forests in this deck. I think that, like... Well, I think with Nyctos, though, then you have just two, like... You have two big mana sources. That's what I really like. But you kind of have two big mana sources if you have green pips in play. Sure. Right? Like, I actually experimented quite a bit with some green Nyctos decks in Standard, and 
when you're getting your burning tree emissaries killed, you actually don't have... Sure. Like, you just have cards you can't cast. Sure, sure. Uh, Nissa's Expedition. So we, we like this card? That's a highly playable yeah. card, right? I mean, I think people are going to... I don't think that it's so much the case that they're going to build around Nissa, but they are going to exploit synergies that are similar to, N to, to what Nissa does, right? So right. I think there's going to probably be decks that are just based around having a lot of forests, right? So that double tree guy and then the Game Warden, is that the name of it? Yeah, Nessie Game Warden. Yeah. I think those are cards that people are going to play together. Right. Like, they're kind of set... Like, I think there's, like, a big flashing neon sign that says play these guys together. Right. Uh, and maybe we will. Uh, Nissa's Expedition, five mana, four and a G for a Convoke spell. Search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield, tap, and shuffle your library. I don't like it at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't really care for it either. And, you know, I love those cards. Uh, we've got a Convoke Overrun. Oh, so it's seven mana. Seven mana, right. Five GG. I think this is a reprint also. Uh, creatures you control get plus three, plus three until end of turn. It's not even trample. It's just plus three, plus three. Uh, Convoke. This card seems at odds with its goal. Yeah, yeah, So you're tapping guys to cast this? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Is it an instant? No, it's a sorcery. Yeah, I don't know. Paragon of Eternal Wilds. That card sounds yeah, this, awesome. I don't think Overwhelm is going to get played. Uh, Paragon of Eternal Wilds, 3G for a 2-2. Two, two. Other green creatures you control get plus one, plus one. It's a human druid. And then green tap, another target green creature you control gains trample until end of turn. Like if it's, again, we talked about this with an early card. If it costs three, you'd it would be, be really it would excited. It would be good, yeah. yeah. But like, at four, no. No. Um... Probably pick this fairly highly in limited. Yeah, you have to be forcing green though. Yeah, why not? Uh, Phyto Titan. A Phyto Titan. That sounds good. Four GG. It's a it's Titan cost. It is cost Titan. It's a seven two. Nah. It's a rare. When Phyto Titan dies, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control at the beginning of his or her next upkeep. This is the best, right? The card's good. You like, just can't lose. Like, the only way you can lose is to, like, detention spheres, right? Yeah. I mean, it's tapped. So you, it's like, so you, you know, they block it. And then it dies. And then your next turn, it comes into play tapped. And then a turn later, you can attack with it or do something with it. Like, they can keep it at bay. But, I mean, they got to use a resource to keep doing that. I like this card. Yeah, I don't... I think this card is, like, a lot of potential. I like it. Yeah. Plummet card, was, I think, is, is already in standard. Ranger's Guile. Ranger's Guile. Reclamation Sage. So this card is one of the most exciting green cards, I think. Okay, so 2G for a 2-1. When it enters the battlefield, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment. Or enchantment. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Right, so it's... Viridian Shaman was already a playable card, right? This guy is, like, the flexible version. Yeah. I think that's going to be a cross-format card. Yeah, and then also with, again, in standard with quarter calling. Yeah. Like, you could just be like, ah, uh, you know, I have three of them in my sideboard, but I've got one main deck. It's like your Nico Ono. Yeah. It's even better, right? Yeah. No, this card's just terrific. Elf Shaman. Uh, Restock. I always liked Restock. Yeah. Yeah. It's uncommon. I believe it was. Was it originally rare? I'm not sure. I think it might have been uncommon. 3GG, return two target cards from your graveyard to your hand, exile, restock. It's a high, highly playable yeah. in certain situations. Yeah. Uh, Roaring Primadox. So this is the new Stampeding Wildebeests. Doesn't trample. Uh, 3G for a 4-4. Four, four. At the beginning of your upkeep, return a creature you control to its owner's hand. If you had, like, a lot of Wall of Blossoms, this card would be insane. Yes, that would, that would be true. Or even one Wall of Blossoms. Yes, that would be true. Maybe a Pilgrim's Eye. You okay? Yeah, yeah, some bug flew in my... Some hornet flew in my face. Um, um probably not going to see a lot of plans. Probably not, no. Uh, Rune Claw Bear, whatever. Super reprint. Seder Wayfinder, so... Oh, so... Currently a, a standard playable card. Interesting that they put that in the core set. Yeah. Highly playable, obviously. Ooh, wait. Hey, hold on. Oh, so hold on. Some of the Roaring Primadox, though, like, with 
Eidolana blossoms. You know, pretty exciting. You, the, you I, know. I experimented quite a bit with, like, um, stampeding wildebeest sticks back in the Seth Burton days. Yeah. You need a lot of operating mana to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, Shaman of Spring. So what is this card? 3G for an Elf Shaman, 2-2. Two, two. When Shaman of Spring enters the battlefield, draw a card. So this is just like the world's worst Eidolana Blossoms? Yes, yes. This is Eidolana Blossoms' goofus brother. Next. Or sister. Uh, Siege Worm. Unplayable. Soul of Zendikar. Interesting. So we've already seen a, a soul, a black soul, in the Apocryphal podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, six mana for six six with reach. This guy's pretty good in that in that sense. Like his keyword is like he's kind of just holding the ground against a lot of different threats. Uh, and then he has three GG. Put a three three green beast creature token onto the battlefield. That's not a bad ability. That's not a bad ability. It's probably not worth it, but it's probably not bad. Um, I think he has the one of the best abilities in play, and the worst ability in the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah, I think just like. Cashing him out of your graveyard for a 3 3 is just like fine. So, 3 3 GG, exile souls into card from your graveyard, put a 3 3 green beast, beast creature token. A the single battle. beast? That's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but that, that ability should cost G3, not GG3. Right. I mean, it's probably playable, but I hate him. You hate him? I hate him. Right? Like, there's a lot of cards that are playable, but I hate. Do you hate him or do you like I, him? I kind of like it. Like, think about, like, again, we're talking about, like, all these big mana decks. Him like, or the Twin Bodies green guy? I think I like him better. I think he eventually beats the Twin Bodies guy? Yeah, I think he does. I think especially in a deck with a lot of mana, like, whether it's Nykthos or Nyssa or something else that's just generating that mana for you, like, the ability to then sink all that mana into Souls and the car and just kind of get an overwhelming board position. Okay, I can buy that. Um, next card, I think, is possibly one of the best cards in the set. Sunblade Elf. G for a 1-1. One, one. Elf Warrior. Sunblade Elf gets plus one, plus one, as long as you control a planes. So he's half a Wild cattle. Correct. But wait, there's more. Yeah, and then 4W, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. That's just never going to get activated, right? Really? I mean, do people activate Gavoni Township? Not in Dexit care about playing offensive one drops it's gonna get activated i mean like i played a lot of gavoni township and the basic thing you do with gavoni township is you have all these stupid elves right right right, right? and you're like all right now maybe i can still win a game of magic the gathering but that's about it yeah. right like you're not if you're playing offensive one drops you're just in a completely different mind space than a deck that it's like seven arbor well, it's just something Addison's to do with focus. your mana if the game goes a little yeah, but that that's not that's not best card in the set. I mean, what what about what about again in a in a mana deck like where you're ranging like you know in a devotion deck and you just want a one a green pep at one. It's I not think, that hard to get the white. I think it's probably playable, but I think that I I don't think you're going to be activating the ability very often. Do you think you're going to see decks built with beatdown decks, green white? Yeah, because like the odds that Brian Kibler will try to get Channel Fireball Prime to play a deck with four of this in it is I mean, very I, high. I'm a big fan of Voice of Resurgence, right. etc. So. Right, all the cards that one Pro Tour's Dragon's Maze still legal. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, oh, he's he's good if you're Craig Wesco, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You could play a Civic Saber. <laughs> uh, Titanic Growth. Unplayable. Uh, Undergrowth Scavenger. Uh, 3G, Fungus Horror, at common, it enters the battlefield with a number of plus one, plus one counters on it, equal to the number of creature cards in all graveyards. In all graveyards? Yeah. So he's very Lurgoyfy, right? He is. But it's a static. He just gets it once. It doesn't change. You can't play him and know he'll get bigger as the game progresses. So what's the politic of that? Like, it's too hard to count your graveyard? I don't know. I think he said that at common, it's just supposed to be, like, um, an easier-to-understand card. Yeah. All right. So you just want a set number, you want to put a die on him and know what he is. I think he's probably playable. Really? Yeah. I played a lot of Lurgoyf. You played against Blue Four White. Mana? Yeah. That's how much Lurgoyf costs. Okay. You guys die, you cast a Lurgoyf. Okay. I hope you kill them with it. Alright, Venom Sliver. 1G for a 1-1. One, one. Sliver. Sliver creatures you control have Death Touch. But they don't have Predator Sliver anymore? 
No, but it's still legal for this Pro Tour because both standard, both M sets are legal at the same time. But like when the other, there's a critical mass of slivers that cost two or less. Yeah, but most of them are bad. Yes. You need like a lot of muscle slivers. That's what you need. Or, or you need mana weft sliver to help you play like he's three a, and fours. He's pretty bad. Yeah, I know. Like you don't pay that much for a mana elf. That's like the thing is. Like, well, the thing is, you're not. The thing is, you're paying for a mana elf that turns all your creatures into mana elf, but and then lets you do one big thing. But if your argument is that they all cost two, you don't need them all to be mana elves. You're like, oh well, you could beat down with them because of the muscle slivers that you're gonna briefly have. Then like, yeah. why is he one one for two? Like right. these are none of these things go together. They're like meatballs on ice cream. I like meatballs. I like ice cream. Yeah. Don't eat them at the same time. I would totally run meatball ice cream. Meatballs on ice cream. Yeah, I'm saying. Run it. Just from a temperature standpoint, you wouldn't run it. Of course I would. No, you wouldn't. But if they were bacon meatballs. Look. We bacon had, meatballs. We had meatballs a little while ago, and you're like, look, my threshold for meatballs is pretty high. And you're like, all right, this is a good meatball. What about bacon meatballs? I mean, you're just going to say keywords that people are going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah, that would be good. Yes, I But am. the reality you're is. You're onto my strategy. The reality Moving is. Moving on. These cards are not good. Okay. All right. Verdant Haven. That's a reprint, two, two right? 2G, yeah, it's a reprint. Vine, Vine Weft, G, Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one. 4G, return Vine Weft from your graveyard to your hand. I don't know. I love hate this card. Do you? I love hate it. Yeah. What do you love about it? I feel like I should love it. Yeah. But I hate it for all the other reasons. I feel like a familial obligation to this card. You know how your family's like a certain way and you got to do this thing and your spouse doesn't really understand? Yeah. That's how I feel about this card. Okay. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. This I card's love, not going to get played. I just right? love hate this card This card's not so going to get played, right? I love hate it. All right. Uh, Wall of Mulch. 1G Defender 04. This is a reprint, right? You like this card, right? Sacrifice a wall, draw a card. You like this card, right? I do like this card. Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's just like, oh, you're beating me down, stop. Oh, we're going to clear the board, we're going to do something, I'll draw a car. Seems yeah. fine. It's like, the, it's like the green mind stone. I thought all those other cards were the green mind stone. Like, all of them. Um, now, this guy's is like their exciting creature, right? Yeast on the Wandering Bard. 2G. For a human rogue, 2-3 two, two, power and toughness as well. 2G uh, and 2-3. And then his ability is 2G, tap, put a verse counter on him, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to the number of verse counters, and put it onto the battlefield. That's a really powerful ability. It's a really powerful ability. It is really slow. But it's, like, kind of really slow. Like, if you don't kill him, he's just going to beat you. Right. right? Right? So, like, you're like, first I start with an elf, okay? Which is crappy. Right. Or actually, can you get Lena? Is Lena good if you get her? Oh, Lena, yeah. Is that good? Sure. You could also get, like, Scoop Mob in some format. You, well, any format with Scoop Mob and him are not going to get it along. So. Yeah, yeah. But you could get Deathrite Shaman. Sure. That card's powerful. Yeah. That one. Okay. Um, yeah, that's actually exciting. You could get Slitherhead. Sure. Uh, that's not as exciting. You're probably going to get something along the lines of a Man Elf. Right. Okay. At two, there's an insane number of... By, by the way, you get to do this in instant. Yeah, I mean, like, you could just be demolishing someone, right? Like, like they attack you, and you're like, all right, it's at two. I'm going to go get... I'm going to go get scavenging news. You might have just won the game on the spot. Sure, you can get scavenging news. You can also get, like, some creature with death touch. You can get, like, of hexproof, you know, Basara Tower Archers, if that's the right card you needed. You just said a death touch creature, right? Yeah, yeah so you, you can just get, get that. You can just get a death touch creature. Uh, at three mana, you could get... Well, you probably wouldn't get a second copy of him, but you could get, like... Well, you could, though, deadly... if they were killing him. Oh, yeah, you could do that. Unless they were killing him with Vile Blight. Yeah, that would be bad. Oh, no, if you're killing him with Vile Blight, you just get him, and then you sacrifice the one that was getting Vile Blight. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, that actually works. Uh, so, you could get, uh... Oh, there's awesome cards at three, right? Sure. Like, Courser of Crufix. Actually, you get, like, Courser of Crufix into Eidolana Blossoms. You can also get uh, Reclamation Sage at three. This card is insane. It's really, really good. You're out. You're tying up three mana a turn. 
But kind of. Like, they don't come into play tapped. Right. If I'm getting, like, Armada Worm with him, when he has, like, six verse counters, what are they going to do? Like, he just has freaking... He's, like, a one-man... Okay, here's a, here's a different question. Is birthing pods slow? Sure. Because once you have activated... If once you have enough mana to activate this, he's just birthing pods. The, the problem is you have to start your chain at one with him. So yes. you need to have a power... You, you really want to have... I mean, Deathlight Shaman is a very powerful one. Yeah. Scavenging uses a very powerful two. And Reclamation Sage is a super powerful three, so I think that's a compelling argument like, right there. If you just play, like, four copies of this guy, I think... I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's impossible to get ground out if you play four copies of this guy. You can only lose by being overpowered, right? Right. You cannot be ground out if you, if you have four copies of this unless your opponent, like, deals with all of them. And if you're just getting all value guys, right? right? Like, what if you just, like, felt like getting the guy that bounces, right? If it have to be green creatures, it can be any creatures. It's converted mana cost. It's any creature. So you could literally... You get brain maggots on turn two. On, on, on turn two of his... So you can literally be getting, like, Lifebane Zombie on three. Yeah. Right? Like... Yeah. This card is absurdly powerful. Right. Yeah, so we don't even have to limit ourselves to green cards. Then. No, no. So, like, what are dangerous ones? I mean, Death Ray Shaman is... <laughs> Still Death Ray Shaman. <laughs> it's, like, really dangerous. But yeah. All right, Still see. Scavenging Ooze. Um, but, like, aren't there cards that just always win in combat because they have Death Touch or something like that? Right. Um... I mean, you know, imagine some scenario where you're, like, sitting on this guy and, like, for three mana, you just, like, go... I mean, this is not standard here, but I'm just saying, like, a scenario where you're just, like, go get a Snapcaster Mage. Like, you can wait on him, right? Like... I mean, isn't there just, like, the new the new uh, Stoneforge Mystic in white? That three? Because the three casting costs Stoneforge Mystic in white, but he gets enchantments instead of sure. equipment. Like, you just get... Like, like, oh, this card is worse than Snap, uh, than Stoneforge Mystic. I agree he's worse than the best card that they printed in the last five years. Yes. Uh, however, <laughs> card's right. still pretty powerful. Right. I mean, he goes, I mean, even getting a Wall of Mulch on turn uh, for a second activation and just being able to, like, just say, oh, I'm going to block. I have this. I, I like it. You've, you've sold me on him. I mean, I thought he was good. I certainly was going to play him in Commander. So, but, like, you I, can get a Farah, okay, at four. And you oh, can fuel you, Afara the entire you game. Can also, you can also get Thassa at three. Um, I think. You can get a variety of gods yeah. here. Actually, like, he's best friends with Perforos, right? Yeah. He keeps Perforos going and going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by, by the way, a couple of cards we didn't talk about when we were talking about Quarter Calling before, just to start going back over the list. What we So you like this guy a lot. I think he's an unbelievable. You can cast him on turn two with a with a mana elf, right? Okay. So we like him. We like Sunblade Elf a lot. We think Sunblade Elf is going to be he's going to just be part of some like Selesnia beatdown strategy. Yeah, I mean he's he's Kurt Bishanov. Similar to a deck that has won a Pro Tour before. Multiple uh, Pro Tours. Soul of Zendikar. We we you play it. one with your Bard. Right. Right? Like, you could just play, like, some insane number oh, of... Oh, yeah, if I, could, if I could only pay three to get him, I'd love him. Uh, but I think... I think getting gods is probably... Really Re Reclamation Sage, clearly... He's at least a one-off one of, one of the one of the One of the really high-end cards. We were really surprised by Phytotype. Took both of us, I think, kind of snuck up on us on the spoiler. I, it might only be a sideboard card, but it's really powerful. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Deadly Insect. Except for it's infinity deadly insects, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the only problem with it is, it's, it, the, the, where I'm thinking about it is, oh, this is the card that I'm going to use to defeat to defeat uh, blue-white decks, but it seems really bad against Elspeth. Sure. Like, it's really bad against Elspeth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nissa World Waker. Are there a lot... So what, what gains life? What can we do that gains life, other than Corsair of Crufix in green? Staff of the Wild Mages is still legal. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's no, like, obvious spike feeders, right? No, but there's, like, lots of stuff. I mean, we can Archangel of Thune. Yeah, I just want to... I want to create a situation where I can compete with... Where I can compete with red decks, right? Like I, I mean, Hornet Nest competes with red decks pretty well, doesn't it? No, I think you're... You just end up... All these decks just end up losing to Eidolon of the Great Revel, not in combat. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, what am I going to do? Nothing? We're, we're going to just disenchant the Eidolon of the Great Revel nine different ways. So we're going to take damage. Yeah, we're going to take some damage, but... Uh... Anyway, I love that guy. I wish there were more mana elves. Card, card we didn't... We forgot to mention we were talking about Corner Calling, by the way. Prophet of Crufix. Yeah? Yeah. You'll just do anything to get a Prophet of Crufix Yeah, but play. think about what card is better... With Court of Calling? To convoke into play on your turn than Prophet of Crufix. I mean, but then you... Then you get to untap all yeah. your mana and all your creatures on your opponent's turn and do something else. Maybe another Court of Calling. Maybe... You know, cat. And all your guys have flash. And all your guys have flash. All your two for one guys have yeah, flash. Yeah, yeah. How like, many do you want to play? One or probably four? Probably just one. Or four. Four. I mean, I, <laughs> I want to play four. I, I acknowledge that I will end up probably playing one or two. Well, I'm just trying to figure out how we make our lands, right? So we have one forest. I'm sorry, one island and one plains, and then we play four breeding pools and four four temples, but we have no fixing, right? Like, what's our... We have no natural fixing? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, you can play... So, I think I think the bottom line here is, though, that we... Th and we love Genesis Hydra. Yeah, I he's, love it. He's insane with yeah. Prophet of Crufix. And you... A card you were surprisingly high on was actually Colonian Twin Grove at six Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, if we play all these cards that are, like, the Bard and Colonian Hydra and... And, uh... You know, like so the game warden, like you could just make a deck and it's just two for one. Do so you think green is possible in the face of a field full of Thoughtseize and Lifebane Zombie? If all your cards, so here's the thing, right? Everything has to. Thoughtseize is a really bad matchup with Divination. So people are just like, oh, Thoughtseize preempts this thing. Like, yeah, but if your opponent just cast Divination, your Thoughtseize was crappy, right? Like you paid two life and you got one of their things and now they have two things, right? And you don't know what those things are because. They now have two cards that you didn't see, and, you know, right. they had two cards, you made them discard one card, you're giving up additional resources. If your entire deck is basically different, like, just for example, I think, I, I'm changing my mind, I think, what if we play four Reclamation guys? Yeah. Are there not enough enchantments and artifacts that we wouldn't want? Is it compulsory, or is it a May? Please it's say a May. It's a May. It's a May. That card's in, uh, unbelievable, then. Yeah. You don't have to kill your own... You may, yeah. You don't have to kill your own yeah. Eidolon of Blossoms. But like for him, for Eidolana Blossoms, for Courser, we have a lot of threes. If the, this is like really one of these kind of formats where I wish I had eight elves. Right. It's going to take some noodling to, to make the right uh, version of this deck, but I think... But, but I think the bottom line here is we're a little excited about green. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> have All a right. big tournament this summer. All right. And I'm going to at least pull and play green. All right, so for Michael J. Flores, Brian David Marshall... You heard it here first. Mike's playing green again. All right, let's do lands first. Oh, you want to do lands? Yeah, we were only 47 minutes in, even though we lost the hour and a half podcast. Yeah. All right, hold on. Just, uh... So land, there's the cycle of so pain lands. Opposite color pain lands. Yeah, right? opposite color pain lands. So Battlefield Forge, Caves of Colos. Those are fairly likely to see play. Yeah. I don't think they'll even be that popular. Land of War Wastes. Shivan Reef. And, well, so what's this? What's that? What's and Yavamaya. No, no, what's that special land right there? I'll get to it. Right okay. I was just going through the oh, fetch the lands. I mean, the, the shock lands first, or the pain no. lands, I should say. Pain lands. Lands. So yeah. These cards were originally printed in uh, Invasion Block, right? Yeah. So, I mean, these cards are, you know, they're going to be good. You think? Yeah. I think they're going to. I think that Battlefield Forge will see play. It's certainly better than Mana Confluence right. in Red White. But, I don't know. Yavimaya Coast. Um, not if we want to well, play a lot like, of right, forests. You're like, right, you're like, the green, the green ones you really want forests. Yeah. Forests are going to matter. Caves of Coilos, I could see very much. Uh, maybe if there's an aggro deck. Um, uh, I think Darksteel Citadel will probably see play. Darksteel Citadel, you know, we know there's a Shrapnel Blast somewhere lurking in this set. And... In I previewed them together. And Soul, in, in Soul Artifact. So on turn two, you can just make a 5-5... Five, five, Dark Steel Citadel, and well, turn three. Well, you can't do very much. If yeah, you do yeah. yeah. Turn three, you can attack. So, um, pretty exciting. Uh, Evolving Wild. So that's pretty much a play. staple. Oh, uh, see, and, and special lands. Radiant Fountain. 
when Raiding Fountain enters the battlefield, you gain two life. So, so there's your two life. So that's a, you know, I used to play Kabira Crossroads, and I came to play Tap. Yeah, this does not come into yeah, play so, Tap. Um, but the problem is the only one color deck I want to play would never want to touch this card. Because you want forests. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, not the only one color deck I want to play. Like, obviously, I would consider playing Mono Black or Mono, yeah. mono Blue, but none of those decks actually want yeah, this. Yeah. And then it has Tap, and one, two, three. Mono Black might. It's a plain Urborg. They're like, whatever. I could see playing, like, a blue-white deck with 28 lands, and, like, these are some of them. Yeah. I mean, I'd play four Mutavolts first. Yeah, yeah. But Mutavolts has been rotated, right? Mutavolt is going to rotate here, yeah. We have a little while with it together. Sliverhive. So this is, like, the... Is this, like, the mono-interesting new land they gave us? Yeah. Add one to your mana pool, or tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, spend this mana only to cast a Sliver spell. So it's incredibly highly playable in Sliver decks. Yes. And... That's it. And that's it. And then five, tap, put a 1-1 one, one colorless sliver creature token onto the battlefield, activate this ability only if you control Only sliver. if you are. So how much is the activation cost? Five and tap. It's quite expensive. It is quite expensive. But, you know, we've seen those kind of things be fairly inevitable. Yes, they're inevitable in contexts where they could... Like, so when you have a Vito Ghazi, the city tree, right. that's just your way to win. Right. right? So I, it was... Uh, I believe it was Gabe Walls who said it was the best card in standard. Right. Like, why do you think it's the best card in standard? You just grind them out, Right. He was wrong, by the way. Big spells were too powerful. Yeah. Um, he, you know, the, the, that beach house that year thought that grindy decks was the way to go, but it was turned out that that uh, fast beatdown decks and um, and uh, over the top powerful decks like Heartbeat and Urzatron were okay. were too good. But um, that's no Vidu guys of the city tree. You need to have another sliver. Right. Uh, Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth. So the last land. among the most powerful special lands ever printed. Yeah. First turn, Urbar, Thoughtseize, use second turn, Dark Depths, uh, Vampire Hexmage. Blah. Blah. Uh, each land is a swamp in addition to all other land types. This card's just... Awfully yeah. good with Corrupt, though. Yeah. Uh, all, all, and just awfully good in terms of, like, letting you play with... Like, you're suddenly your Skylands or Swamps. Yeah, it's a legend land, though. It so is a legend. Do you yeah. play four? I mean, I, I played I played a fair number of Urborgs in my day, and you, you don't want to play too many. Like, one or two, usually. Yeah. Although, I guess, I don't know how much swamps matter. Although, there is, like, uh, the leech-ridden mass I, that, I, that cares about how many swamps you have I played in the it, last set. I played it in uh, the Mishra deck, and it would turn my, like, Graven Cairns into swamps so that I could gain life from tendrils. Right. But it didn't have a huge number of applications. The mana was really good in that strategy. Yeah, yeah. You had a lot of just really good dual lands at the time. So, all right, so that's green and lands, uh, and probably we'll get to the other colors if, I hope this doesn't crash. 